0: Hello and welcome to WRI's Big Ideas into Action podcast. I'm Nicholas Walton and in this episode we're concentrating on Brazil. My colleagues at WRI Brazil have been putting together a video series called Faces of Restoration, showing the people at the heart of restoring the land and forests of that great nation. How can we plant, raise animals and and not cut down trees and destroy nature? destroy nature? The videos explain how there's far more to restoration than simply planting trees. It's about economic growth, thriving businesses, productive agriculture, and a healthier environment.
1: What we have learned from visiting those people is that restoration is more than just a climate solution, but a dream for a better future.
0: Here at the World Resources Institute, we're used to talking about big ideas, big concepts, big things, from the climate to the oceans to the great cities and forests of our planet. But what about the people that we work with, those people all around the world who face the great environmental challenges of our age and are looking for solutions? Over in Brazil, some of my colleagues came up with a way to put some of those people squarely in focus in a series of videos that they've called Faces of Restoration
1: acredito que agrofloresta é uma das soluções para
0: a alimentar. So joining me on the podcast for this edition are two of my colleagues from WRI Brazil. Mariana Oliviero is a research analyst on the forests program, and Bruno Fellin is from the communication team. He played a leading role in bringing these stories to life. The country
1: is committed to restore 12 million hectares of land. That's an area almost the size of England. So to reach this ambitious goal, we need to restore in a massive scale. And that will require all kinds of people doing restoration, people from different social backgrounds, regions, and biomes We need projects with a variety of approaches, scales, and local characteristics. So the faces of restoration stories, they they illustrate exactly that. Those people represent WRAI Brazil's vision for scale-up landscape restoration in the country
2: restoration is not something new in Brazil. Uh, We see that it's also a great uh, solution for the the climate issues like climate change and mitigation, adaptation and, and things like that. So we have a national policy to recover the native vegetation. We have a national plan to do it. We have targets, we have commitments. And the most important piece is that we already have many pioneers that are already restoring land. They are protecting and growing trees. They are using a variety of innovative techniques. And their stories help us to illustrate how different levels of government, private sector, decision makers within agriculture sector can become engaged in this movement. So we need more investments to help to scale up. We need investments to bring these innovations. But at the same time, we can combine these with a beautiful narrative to show examples of successful projects that are happening across Brazil.
1: This
0: is the Suarez family, they live in pretty much the first thing that most people think about when they think about Brazil, the Amazon rainforest. They live deep in it, near a place called Geruche. So this family, they rely upon cassava as a crop, but came to realize that the forest that surrounds them is actually the key to the prosperity and resilience of their family, if only they can sustainably tap into its resources. Bruno, you first. As you were part of the team that visited the Suarez family deep in the Amazon, what was it like? Yeah,
1: Juruti was, was the first place that we went to make the series. And it, it's on the banks of the Amazon River. A 45-minute flight in a small plane or five hours by boat together. And and farmers that are there, they, they are totally focused on cassava production. It's a very cultural thing. And you can make many products out of cassava. It's a superfood. But it strikes me that many fruits and vegetables that you eat in Juruti, they are not actually produced there. It's a small city in the middle of the forest. But many fruits and vegetables do the same five hours boat trip to get there. With technical support, many other farmers could also benefit from agroforestry systems, right Mariana?
2: I would say that the case in, in Juruti, the the Soares family, it's very important to remember that they were already living there, they were already producing in the land. We saw that they were aiming not only to improve the productivity, but also the ways that they produce, like how they could save some labor and, and produce better and bring the diversity to the systems that they were developing in their land. So I think this is key because it's not only about diversity or improving the productivity, but also bringing quality of life
0: into the labor too. Turning to a very different situation from the Suarez family, away from the Amazon rainforest and towards the Atlantic forest that runs parallel to most of much of Brazil's ocean coast on the Atlantic. There's a guy there called Bruno Mariani, living in Bahia. He used to be a banker, but gave that up on a mission to restore the forests near where he lives. So that was Bruno Mariani. And he turns degraded pasture land into something that's both economically productive and ecologically sound.
1: Yeah, Bruno is passionate about trees. He was for years an asset manager in international banks, but he decided he was done with it. And then he brought all this financial knowledge to the planting tree business. 10 years ago, he founded a forestry startup and focused on planting native species from Brazil. So the key for his business is research and development. With innovative biotech, his company expects to make timber from planted native trees more profitable than from natural forests, restoring degraded land and and avoiding deforestation in in primary rainforests. He's super technical in his approach to the farm and and keen to, to make profits from planting native trees.
0: Mariana, is the forestry sector in Brazil crying out for businesses like the one that Bruno Mariani is setting up?
2: People are interested, and we need more investments to help these innovators like Bruno to scale up their efforts and businesses. If we want to continue to consume timber, tropical timber, I would say that these businesses can be a way out to, to continue and bring
1: sustainability to the sector. There's many other benefits also that comes from this model. You see in Bruno's farm, the many river springs are coming back to the farm and, and animals. So it's also better for the environment and biodiversity.
2: This type of business is not only about restoring degraded land, but growing valuable native trees and creating jobs, generating higher crop yields and also like contributing with water security and combining like food production and things like that.
0: Moving on, one main difference between the Amazon and the Atlantic forest is that the the latter is much more accessible. It's close to urban areas, a lot of human activity. So in many places, it's actually been degraded far more than the Amazon overall. The third example that we're looking at from the Faces of Restoration series is Patrick, who lives in the Paraíba Valley near the great city of Sao Paulo. The place where Patrick lives used to be a farm set up by his relatives a long time ago. At one point, the paper mill in the village was actually the largest in Latin America. And the area was famed for coffee and dairy products. But over the years, the whole place has fallen on pretty hard times. The soil became degraded, waterways silted up, and in the video... There's actually, well, you can see there's lots of abandoned shops, houses, schools, everything. So how typical is this kind of situation when people take too much out of a landscape and don't put enough back in?
2: Yes, I think that Patrick's example brings us the perspective that what's the price of degradation and how important it is to restore? Because over the years, the family and the way that they were producing showed that it didn't work. But at the same time, when he and his family decided to do things differently, using trees, not only crops, and changing the way that they were managing the land and bringing a long-term plan to benefit not only the property that they were leading, but also the, the neighbors and how they were building a movement in the Paraíba Valley to restore the whole landscape, it really
0: makes the difference in what he is doing there. And as well as helping on the environmental ecological side, this also creates a better economy for the people and brings people back into the area, correct? Paraíba Valley is one of the most important areas in Brazil,
2: as it's between two of the larger cities in Brazil, like São Paulo and Rio de Janeiro, and it's responsible for providing water, for providing food. And so how you can combine this perspective of restoring land and bring people back to the rural areas and combining this with producing native species based on forest systems. That is what the original landscape that was there before degradation started.
1: I think Patrick, just like his great-grandfather, was a visionary. An important part of his time is invested in creating a market for this new product and his dream of turning the Paraíba Valley into a forestry hub. He sells his food products to famous chefs in Sao Paulo including superstars like Alex Atala and he's also looking to expand the wood market with architects and designers interested in using wood and materials that they can track the source. Lots of other farmers and and neighbors that can also invest in in a more sustainable way of producing.
0: You're listening to WRI's Big Ideas into Action podcast. This week looking at the faces of restoration in Brazil. Turning to the last two videos, they're much more specific examples of restoration in Brazil. One of them is about a woman called Silvani. Silvani lives near the city of Pintadas, in a semi-arid area. It's actually the most biodiverse semi-arid area on the planet, but there's been a lot of cattle ranching. Again, the soils are degraded. She's now planting trees both to supplement her income and improve the land itself.
2: I think Silvani is an example of a women leader that was trying to do something differently, but also bring others to this new approach Silvani, together with other women, decided that they want to use the fruits that were available from the native vegetation to produce popes. They started like a, a pop plant, they started to processing it. What they did is to start another movement, not only process the existing fruits that were there, but also to expand this idea of restoration, starting planting these fruit trees again. It's about restoring degraded land with a species that has an economic interest and also will benefit these families because will generate income, it will involve other family members that are not only connected with cattle, but are also doing something differently.
1: The umbu tree that Silvani and, and other farmers are making a profit now, it's a super traditional tree. It's actually something that would be thrown away or this whole production was not used as an economic source for these families. And now Sylvanese's family, this extra income is helping her to support her son's studies in Salvador, for example. And so the family is having a, a much better future with something that there was no economic value just a few years back.
0: Moving on, there's a natural link with the last of these videos. It's uh, an area of Atlantic Forest in Espirito Santo. That's where a couple called Emerson and Viviani live. I think it's sad, right? Now, Emerson and Viviani are, are dealing with the Jurassic Palm. It's a, it's a type of palm that was illegally cut down, harvested for the palm heart, but now they've decided to bring it back and cultivate it on a commercial basis themselves.
1: Yeah, they they are actually the first farmers in Espírito Santo that were authorized to harvest the Jussara palm because it's an endangered species in Brazil. And the fruit is pretty similar to açaí, which is known all over the world right now. And now they are trying to develop an agro industry that is capable of processing the fruit and accessing the formal market. They are trying to create a movement around the farmers, not just to create the heart of the palm, but to use the fruit as a product that can be much more profitable than just cutting down the tree that takes years to grow and and gives you just a product that is not enough to generate economic value. So there's a lot of economic potential with this palm.
2: Yes, I think in the case of the Atlantic rainforest, we have to always think about fragmentation. So, Jussara needs shadows to grow up. So, when you think about restoration, it's not only about planting trees, but also cultivating this through the time to make sure that species that will eventually come in and be part of
0: this ecosystem dynamic. What strikes me across all these five examples is that they're a lot more complex and sophisticated than that basic idea of restoration as simply planting trees. Of course, we know that's not correct. But then that fits in with economic health, new businesses, repopulating an area, making the land healthy again, and all the environmental benefits.
1: What we have learned from visiting those people is that restoration is more than just a climate solution, but a dream for a better future generating more income for the families while also keeping their land productive for a long time. They they see land becoming degraded near their properties and and that's not what they want to leave to their children. So the idea for the series and and especially for the videos was to show exactly what motivated this transformation in their lives. Why are they have decided to invest in restoration and, and, and with this try to inspire other farmers and landowners to do the same. Of course, we wanted to show the amazing research that WI Brazil does to help decision-making on the ground, but this series is really about people. We are showing a climate solution in practice, but also a whole new relation with land and nature that brings not just profits, but many social and environmental benefits. Nicholas, you are totally right.
2: It's not only about planting trees. We are talking about forest landscape restoration, which is a forward-looking and a dynamic approach. We need to focus on landscapes and consider what is happening there. It's not like individual sites, and we need to balance in this mosaic what are the interests of people, what we need to protect, what are the motivations and and what is happening there. And we, we need to restore functionality what can be provided, what are the benefits that we are expecting and can be addressed in the areas. And as I said, allows multiple benefits, can generate timber, can generate fruits like products, but also can generate ecosystem services, can create jobs. And in the end, It will help us to remove carbon dioxide, it can help us to mitigate climate change, protect biodiversity, but can also generate many jobs, additional income to farmers and things like that.
0: So that was Mariana Oliveira and Bruno Fellin from WRI Brazil ending this Big Ideas into Action podcast on the Faces of Restoration project. I really urge you to go and have a look at it. You can find the videos on our website, wri.org faces hyphen restoration or on the WRI Brazil website or track them down on our social media sites. You can also find more on these issues on previous editions of the podcast, how restoration works in Rwanda, for instance, and the latest figures on tree cover loss from Global Forest Watch. But that's all for now. I'm Nicholas Walton. Goodbye.